Welcome to the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Love. I believe in taking massive action to overcome life's biggest challenges because I know the rewards that lie on the other side. This show is a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to help you level up in your life. Here's to a new you where your dedication, commitment, and staying true to yourself will make your wildest dreams come alive. Let's do this. On today's episode of the Be Seen, Be Love podcast, we meet Kendra Perry. Now, Kendra is a former multiple six-figure functional health coach turned online business strategist for health and wellness coaches and practitioners. She's on a mission to help stop health coaches from being broke AF by helping them build booming six-figure businesses that they love. She has helped hundreds of coaches grow their practices attract consistent clients, and blow up their bank accounts. She's a creator of Health Coach Accelerator, which turns scared, scattered, and self-conscious coaches into confident, focused, and high-performing health entrepreneurs. She is also the founder of Group Program Academy, which teaches coaches to scare their income and impact with online group coaching programs. Now, Kendra has featured in... Ariana's Huffington Post, Thrive Global, CEO Blog Nation, and Authority Magazine for our expertise on sales. And she's here to tell us all about it on the Be Seen You Love podcast. Hi, Kendra. Glad you're here. Yes, you're doing so many great, great, amazing, amazing things in the business world and helping so many people. How long have you been doing this? Well, I've been in business since 2014. That's when I started as a health coach and Mm -hmm. I transitioned over to business coaching, helping health coaches build their business in the beginning of 2019. So about three years in this business and five years in the other. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Long time. Love it. Been a while. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So tell me about your journey. I love hearing people's stories of where they really came from because realistically, no one was born. This this powerhouse woman who's doing these amazing Mm -hmm. things. But so just tell our listeners, like, where did you come from and and how did you come about, you know, being this type of coach and helping so many people? Yeah. So I grew up um, in Ottawa, Ontario, which Ottawa is actually the capital of Canada, not Toronto, like a lot of people think. (laughs) And um, I grew up uh, with a very like outdoor oriented family. So most of my childhood was spent outdoors Um, in the mountains. We skied, we canoed, we did all kinds of things. And, you know, I'm very grateful for that upbringing, but you know, I do believe I was always sort of destined to be an entrepreneur, but obviously as someone who kind of was in high school in the late nineties and early two thousands, it just, it's not presented as an option. Like no one talks about it. And everyone was, it was very heavy on like university, like go to university. And I remember in my career class, just like having no direction. I watched my friends like be really excited about, you know, being a teacher or a doctor or whatever. And I was just like, I hate this nine to five thing. This sucks. Like, I don't want to do this. Like I'm just going to choose a career and just work for the rest of my life. And I just really couldn't feel excited about that. And so when I ended up going to university, I just kind of floated around. I had like multiple different majors. I dropped out multiple times, took me like seven years to finish my like four-year degree. So I was just kind of all over the place. And what I ended up in was forestry, which is I planted trees. I fought wildfires. I designed the clear cut for logging operations. I did all kinds of stuff like that. And the reason that career appealed to me 
was because it was outdoors and I love the outdoors and it was also seasonal. So I could work from April to October and take the winter off and ski, which was my big passion. Oh, how fun. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was in my mid twenties, I decided to come to, uh, British Columbia, Nelson, this little town I live in now. And I came here for a ski season. And when I was skiing one day, this guy came up to me and he said, Hey, do you want to be in movies and photos? You're a great skier. I want to take a quick break to thank all our listeners, contributors, and give a shout out to Mint Wave Radio for promoting our show in Scotland, the UK, and around the globe. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, or if you are an entrepreneur looking to enhance your communication and connection skills as a leader, contact me at bcmbelove.com forward slash contact. And I was like, yeah, okay, that yeah. sounds really cool. <laughs> right. I know that's right. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of thought like, okay, I could be a professional skier. I could mm -hmm. get paid to ski, live this very glamorous lifestyle, travel the world. And so that winter I just started shooting with any photographer who would have me. But unfortunately, uh, the very end of the winter, literally like two days before the end of the season, I jumped off a cliff that was probably a little bit too big for me based on the conditions. And I injured my knee and ended up needing reconstructive surgery. It was Darn. kind of a big deal. Darn. I know. I know. And, you know, I was in this huge predicament because not only could I not ski, but I couldn't work either because forestry is a very physical job. You're tramping around the mountains, you're tramping around the bush. And my knee was like severely injured. So I ended up on medical unemployment for, I think about a year and a half. And I was lost, like just so lost, didn't know what to do with myself. You know, my whole identity was tied up into being a skier. I was just like, oh my God. And it was a pretty dark time, but to kind of keep myself from going crazy, I actually started a health blog just because I'd become yeah, quite interested okay. in health. Yeah. I'd had a lot of health problems uh, at that point and that had kind of piqued my interest in alternative health. And I was a good writer. So I just started writing articles every day, just as a way to kind of keep myself busy and then kind of thought, oh, I could make this a business, but didn't figure it out. Probably made like five bucks with Google AdSense, you know? <laughs> I remember those days. Yes. Yeah. Did you try to do that too? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it seemed like, oh my God, this could be so great. And some people were crushing it, but I couldn't figure it out. Right. Right. Way back when, I think 20 years ago, when I started this online space, I was writing articles, I think for $10 an article. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so wow. yes, I, I understand. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I did that for a while. And then one day I was listening to a podcast episode episode. And this guy was talking about his functional health certification program. And it kind of occurred to me that, okay, like I could be a health coach, but I could also learn more about health and uh, with the functional health, you're running labs. And at that point I was having really severe health issues that seemed to be really triggered by the surgery that I had. I had chronic insomnia. I was fatigued. Like I could barely get out of bed some days. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And at that point I was like, eating perfectly. Like I was really committed to my diet and lifestyle and had been for a while. So I felt like I needed to run some labs and actually figure out what was going on. So I pursued that health coaching certification and ended up just starting a, a business with no idea what I was doing. I could open my laptop at that point. And that was about the extent of my business technical skills. So I, I kind of just hack jobbed it and figured it out over a few years and um, ended up being very successful in that business. And then at about five years in, I honestly just got really burnt out because 
I was dealing with, you know, this really deep chronic fatigue. I'd seen some improvement in other symptoms, but I was just really struggling to, yeah, to do my day to day. Mm. And yeah, it was really rough. And so I was obsessing over my own health. I was obsessing over my client's health. And I just was like, I can't do this anymore. Um, and I sort of realized that I love the tech and the marketing and the strategy. So I made the transition. I became, decided to become a business coach, started marketing that business and hired my own health coach to help me with my health, which was the best decision I've ever made because I've made a business that I I feel really passionate about. And I was actually able to get my health back working with that coach, because when you're so close to something, it's like, you just can't see it. So to have like this objective third party being like, oh, you need to go down this path was just so incredibly valuable for me. Awesome. Awesome. So now you are doing some great things, helping a lot of people with their businesses as well. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. I want to go back to that young girl in Ontario, right? Who really didn't have direction. And I think a lot of women, a lot of people, a lot of business owners, when they first start out, what are they told? Their parents tell them to go to school, get a good education and go to a university. It took me 13 years to get my master's degree. Oh so my I God. Completely, <laughs> under, I completely understand because I had another vision. My mind was taking me other, another place, but I knew that, okay, this is what, you know, society tells you what to do. You have to get your degree, it's a piece of paper, right? Mm-hmm. Because it yep. means something that's going to give you some kind of influence in the business world. Um, not sure if that helped, but, <laughs> but I got it right. I got it. I mm. did, I did achieve it. And I know a lot of people are, are in the same situation. You know, they, they're kind of told what to do. And that's what I try to instill in younger people to let them know that, Hey, your direction is your direction. You can certainly get a certificate, a certificate and make more money than you can with the master's degree, right. Or a business degree. Yeah. or learn business. And we don't talk about business in school. It's not taught. There's, I think Florida, Florida just mandated a new law that allows schools to teach students finances, right? How to like balance a checkbook. Fancy. (laughs) Oh my God. Like what a concept, right? 2022. (laughs) Right. And luckily when I think about it, I'm so glad that I got a job we're out of high school working at a bank mm. that taught me how to balance my checkbook because those are some things that are not taught in, in, in school. And so when you're in this whirlwind, because I remember, you know, students, you know, I have friends of mine working so hard to get that, uh, to study for the SATs and oh, the SAT, I don't know what SAT is. Okay. I'll, I'll take it. It's another test. You know, <laughs> I, I really wasn't, I didn't, I didn't have that I guess, support system in a home to, to kind of give me the direction of, of what I needed mm-hmm. to really create the business and the life that I wanted. And so I had to kind of figure it out myself. And I know that's true for so many people. Hi, this is Chrissy Love of BCMB Love. And I'd like to invite you to tune in to my show that's being aired on winwinwomen.tv every Monday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 7 p.m. UK time to get public speaking tactics that can be used to increase your communication skills in a way that will up-level your career and your life. Out there, so what really, was there a person in your life that kind of led you to more business or kind of told you, hey, you can be whatever you want to be? Who gave you that insight? 
You know, I think even though my parents, like they really pushed me to go to university, you know, Mm -hmm. I think the baby boomer generation, like that's how they kind of the values they instilled in their kids. Mm -hmm. I definitely was an overachiever and I think I've always been really stubborn. So I think just like, you know, this desire to achieve has both helped me and hurt me in a lot of ways. Right. But I think really what it came down to is my parents have always been really supportive, even Mm -hmm. when they didn't understand what I was doing. And I think when I started the business, they were like, okay, like, yeah, like we support you, but they were like, yeah, good luck with this sort of thing. Um, but they've always been really supportive and that's been great. But I think what really pushed me to be an entrepreneur is I really clash with authority. I don't like being told what to do. I've been fired from a ton of jobs. I used to serve when I was in university just to, you know, pay my bills and pay my rent. And I got fired from so many serving jobs and I've left oh, so many jobs. Funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like just, I, I remember this one serving job. I was considered like, they do like a secret shopper thing mm-hmm. and I wasn't having a great day. And I got like the lowest score ever in, I think it was Moxie's like Moxie's history as a server oh, wow. and they fired me. Yeah. And I just, I don't like being told what to do, even when it's reasonable. Like I kind mm-hmm. of, I'm a bit of a rebel to a fault. And sometimes I even rebel against myself, mm-hmm. but you know, I just, I think, I think if you clash with authority, um, then entrepreneurship is a really good path for you to follow. Right. It is on one side, but also I, I understand that you also have to be coachable and teachable to learn mm-hmm. business as well, but you, yeah. you, it's kind of different, right? You have more freedom to learn what you need to learn to help you grow your business. So it's a little different than authority figure kind of telling you what to do. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think for me, just like, yeah, I think for me, like I just, the being told what to do is so difficult for me that even if business is really hard and really challenging and can really rock you sometimes, it's always better than me working for someone else. I just don't think I'm very employable to be honest. You would be good in the military, right? Oh, I'd be terrible. (laughs) (laughs) And I had a little bit of that because when I was uh, a firefighter, I worked for the government and there's definitely like a bit of a, like a hierarchy. It's definitely nothing like the military, but there's a bit of that, that hierarchy and like order and whatever. And I was just like, oh, I hate this. Not for you, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. So you went off and you started skiing and doing photography for ski for skiing. That's fun and exciting. You're on your way to become a serious celebrity and travel around the world. I, I love that. So you have some kind of venture, mm-hmm. uh, right? Adventurous spirit within you as well. Mm-hmm. So I love that idea, but sorry to say that, you know, your, your dreams are shattered, but you didn't stop there. You kept going. You mm-hmm. just kind of pivoted and found something that really works for you. And now you're doing an amazing job doing it. So how do you, within your business, help coaches to really grow their practice practices, uh, attract consistent clients and really blow up their bank account. Yeah. So I think I help mostly the newbies, like people who are like, they just graduated or maybe they're a couple years in and they're just like not getting results. And what I find a lot of coaches are doing, this is true for all coaches and probably Mm -hmm. all new business Mm -hmm. owners in general is it's like, they're trying to put the carriage before the horse. They fail to really figure out like, who am I talking to? Right you know, what problem do I help with? You know, who am I like, who, how am I showing up in this space? And then they kind of go to like, Oh, I'm going to launch an online course, or I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And they're doing all these things, but they don't have those foundational pieces in place. So when I work with people, it's just like, we, I'm really, really heavy on like niching messaging communication, because 
you know, I like to think of it, if we have like, if you're standing on the either side of the Grand Canyon and I'm trying to communicate across the side of the Canyon by throwing a paper ball, I mean, that's not going to work. And that's what I, (laughs) no, it's just going to like, you know, go down. Mm -hmm. And so we need just that strong communication so that we can get our message out there. And the people of whom we want to help actually believe that we can help them. And that's a, that's a good one that people believe that you can help them. Right. Cause otherwise if, if the messaging is off, right. I'm a communication coach. So I, mm. I, this is my, this is my jam, but then when the messaging is off, the end user doesn't know who you're talking to. Right. Yeah. And what, one thing that a lot of business owners fail to do or what they lack, and that's what I found is that they lack being able to use your, their voice in a way that it does attract clients. And that takes consistently, it takes practice. I mean, even for me, it's taken years and years of, of practicing and getting myself out there and becoming more visible and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking about what I do until it kind of veers into, hey, that's it. That's my niche. And so how yeah. do you help people to really navigate that process to find out how to speak with, to their ideal clients, how to find their ideal clients, how to show up for the, to, for the clients as well? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think the biggest thing is they have to go through a bit of a paradigm shift. And so I try to help them shift this paradigm because I think where people get tripped up with niching is they believe that by niching, they're pigeonholing themselves and it's going to actually prevent how they operate as a coach and it's going to stop what they can talk about online. And they're like, well, I learned that everything's connected. The body's holistic. And I want to talk about hormones and gut health and nervous system and blood sugar balance and weight loss and energy. And it's like, yeah, like we know that because we're trained in that, but the rest of the world is not operating under that paradigm. Like we've all been raised in conventional medicine and the body is considered separate, right? You have a gut problem. You see gastroenterologist, right? You have a heart problem. You see a cardiologist, like, right? Like it's, it very much separates the body and we focus on symptoms, right? I have a headache. I take a pill. I have this symptom. I go to my doctor, I get a pill. So we have to respect that people are living in a totally different world than health coaches are. Right. And so what will always serve them the most is to actually niche in a symptom because that's what people are identifying with. They're not looking for how can I optimize my health? They're looking for, you know, how can I clear my acne or how can I not have painful periods or whatever? Right. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that trips coaches up because they're like, well, but the body's holistic and how am I supposed to niche in something when I believe in the body's holistic, but I'm like, well, that's not what it's about. It's about communication because you can talk about whatever you want in your content and you can teach whatever you want in your program. You just have to make it relevant to that person. And if they have a hormone problem, then yeah, we got to talk about gut. Yeah. We got to talk about stress. Yeah. We got to talk about detox and all the things, but you can't lead with that. Right. Right. Because if you're, if I'm out there wanting to lose weight and you're over here being like, I'll help you manage your blood sugar. I'm like, (laughs) uh, yeah, that's not what I'm looking for. Like I'm going to the coach who says that they're going to help me lose 30 pounds. Right. 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 (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. I, yeah, I love health coaches and that's, and I go to, um, a, you know, chiropractic doctor and I went Mm. for a chiropractic care, chiropractic care to help I used to have seizures, but mm. you're right within that, um, within that realm and seeking her and, and going to her, there's so many different modalities that she used to help me adrenals, thyroid, all those things that she helped regenerate. However, yeah. she's a chiropractor. 
Yeah, and exactly. That's what, she, that's what she, she helps. She helps the spine. However, when you come to her, she has all these other techniques. So I understand what you're saying. And mm-hmm. that's very important for any coach to remember, but yeah, especially health coaches. I can, I can see how that will play a huge difference because when clients are really looking for a coach, they're looking for the end result, right? Like mm-hmm, you said, mm-hmm. they want to lose weight, right? They don't, they may have to figure out all these other things that may be stopping them mm-hmm. from losing weight, but they want to lose weight, right? What is my end result? And so I love how you're able to help them with that uh, within your business. And from there, their, their income starts to come in. They start getting the clients. Yeah. And we talked a little bit before about, you know, niching in our niche. And when you were talking about your niche, it doesn't have to be so specific. Yes, I, I market to women. However, you know, if a man comes to me, I'm not going to turn him down, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If someone is outside of my environment, but they want the same results, I'm still going to help them as best as I can as a coach. And so people need to understand that just because you niche down doesn't mean that you are blocking the, the whole world from finding you, right? You're just known for something, right? You're known for something. And when someone thinks that, hey, I need this, you're the go-to person for it. So I love that. And also love all the information that you're, you're, you're providing our listeners. Kendra, can you tell our listeners, give our listeners three tips on how they can do something, right? Something that can benefit within your expertise. Yeah. So I would say um, if people are looking to maybe start a business or something like mm-hmm. that, um, the first thing to do is to figure out, you know, like what, what are you actually passionate about? Because I think people, everyone is an expert at something, mm. right? And it's amazing what you can make money selling in terms of like your expertise. And there's a really good example, um, of this guy. And he has a course that teaches people how to train their cats to poop in the toilet, right? He's a million dollar business. Really? That's funny. Yes, it is funny, but like, it just goes to show like, you know, it's such a random thing. Like he trained his cat to do this, but of course people don't want to deal with litter boxes and that, I mean, it's a dream, right? So like, of course, you know, there's always something and whether, you know, and so he's teaching people how to do that. And so I think like, we have to give ourselves more credit and know that like, we are an expert in something. Most of us have overcome something or learned something, even if it's simple, like I learned how to, you know, be a master, like fermentation specialist. And I'm like really good at fermentation. Like, great. You could do that. Right. Right. And so I think it's just figuring out like what you, think you could teach and then, and then asking yourself, is it a problem that people have? So cleaning litter boxes is a problem, right? Like maybe like mm-hmm. wanting to ferment, like I tried sauerkraut like a bunch of times and messed it up and I'm still not very good at it. And I would love to know how to like do it really well. Right. So I think just figuring out like, where could you find your little place in the market and share something with people that's really valuable. I mean, that's going to be a profitable like business idea ultimately. What I found is that it's all mindset, right? Oh yeah. People think is that, Oh, you know, if I create something like, how am I going to find people who have cats that they want to train to poop in a toilet? Remember we have this thing called social media, (laughs) online marketing. You can find anywhere in the world. There's billions of people in the world. All you need realistically is what 20, maybe a year, Mm -hmm. 20 out of a billion 
people who want to teach your cat how to poop in the toilet and make a <laughs> lot of money. So yeah, so I, I love the idea that now we are free, you know, and open to really use our expertise to find mm. those people who are interested in our services, right? And it reminds me of the movie Top Gun. Remember Top Gun where- Oh yeah, the was that Tom Cruise? That, yeah, Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. Tom Cruise, nice. <laughs> But the straw, <laughs> she was talking about the, was it, I don't know, someone was talking about the straw, the straw and like the martini glass and how mm-hmm. much money that person who invented the straw put in these little martini glasses made. If you, realistically, how many more yeah. people have martinis around the world and on vacations? Thousands and thousands totally. and thousands and thousands a year. But that's an idea that you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that someone would dream about. Yeah. Or, or think it's about not it. even that, it's not that exciting, but it's like incredibly profitable. <laughs> Absolutely. So use your mind, use your mind and think about things that you that makes you and like wake up in the morning and you're passionate about and create a business from that. Yes, there's mm-hmm. so many opportunities out there. And I love creative, creative ideas like that as well. So I love the fact that you help health coaches to really find that niche, find that niche and expand it. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because I want to ferment as well. well and I love that you brought up mindset because that was going to be my my second tip is um like is realize that like mindset is almost the bigger piece of business Mm. because business is almost the easy part it's like data strategy numbers analyzing tweaking and if you can you know take your emotion out of it and just look at the numbers it actually becomes incredibly easy but it's the emotional side of things that where people get stuck. And I don't think people realize that they don't realize that when you're starting a business, you're actually embarking on this really significant personal development journey because Mm, all your shit gets triggered, Mm -hmm. you know, like everything you're like, I thought I dealt with it. It comes up, you know, every time I launch, I always have a moment where I become high school Kendra. And I'm wondering, is anyone going to show up to my party? You know, Like it just, it's a thing. And I think that's where people get really stuck. They don't expect that. And then all of a sudden they're just like, oh, I feel horrible. And there must be something wrong with me, or I'm just not meant for this, but it's just a part of the journey. And if you're up for it, the opportunity to grow as you grow your business, like personally, as you grow your business is insane and you can become a better version of yourself, a better person. You can work through all your crap. You can become more deeply connected to God, to spirit. Like it's crazy what the business journey will kind of like force you on. So Mm -hmm. I think it's good to just, um, not only be aware of that, that that's a part of it, but have support. Right. Support is mm-hmm. very important. Right. And it is a mindset journey because there are ups and downs and all around everything, but, and just learning about yourself and growth mm-hmm. and grow every level that mm-hmm. I uh, work toward achieving. I'm a new person. Right. Mm-hmm. And what separates the successful business owners from the non-successful business owners, non-successful business owners, Feel that barrier, feel that stop, and it allows them to, you know, stop because of all the things that are, I call it negative thinking, thinking that goes on in their mind that tells them mm-hmm. that, hey, I'm not good enough. But realistically, yeah. we all deal with the same thing, right? Yeah. Every time I have a, a new um, event or something that I'm launching, right, the same thoughts come in mind when anyone show up, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> right, it is stressful, right? Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. keep doing it, keep consistent right yeah with your with your efforts and number three 
Number three, I think is like mentorship. If you're ever embarking on like a new business, I think mentorship is incredibly important. And that's not just because I'm a mentor. It's because of my own experience. Um, you know, I was very much like a self-proclaimed like Lone Ranger. I can do it myself. I don't need help. I've always kind of been a little stubborn like that. And so for the first couple of years of my business, I was just like, I'm going to figure it out. But it's crazy the amount of time you waste trying to figure it out. (laughs) And you don't have that time when you're new. You're like, you don't usually have a team. You may not even have anyone. You might be doing literally everything in your business. Mm And I mean, that's hard because time is not something you get back. It's not something you can make more of it's limited and it's your most valuable resource. Right. So I think if you can find someone who has built the kind of business you want to build and offers coaching or mentorship, I think that is well worth the investment, even if it feels like you can't afford it. And when I was at about two and a half years, like I finally gave in and I hired this mentor. I remember it was like four and a half thousand dollars, which was crazy to me at the time. I was like, Oh my God. But six months later I had my first 10 K month. Like it was fast. Cause she was just like, Oh, like you don't even have a freebie. Like you need to build an email list. Like here's the templates. Like, and just kind of set me on that path. Cause I came mm-hmm. to her being like, Hey, I want to start a course. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Oh, you don't even have like <laughs> the things in place to even do that right now. And so we ended up working on a lot of foundational pieces and it just happened so quickly once I had mentorship. So now I always work with a coach or a mentor because it's just, it's crazy how much time you can waste just getting stuck in your own bullshit. Right, right. And mm-hmm. what people fail to understand is that coaches have coaches and their coaches also have coaches and yep. their coaches also have coaches. Yep. And so it's all about <laughs> it, coming with the mindset of, I know it all, I can do it all myself. does not work in business, right? You need yeah. someone, you need support, you need guidance. And yeah. I'm so glad that you were able to share that wisdom and really enlighten our listener on, you know, what it really takes to become a successful business owner. So I, I totally commend you and thank you for that. But I want to know what's lighting Kendra up these days. What is lighting oh you up? Yeah. Well, what is lighting me up is springtime. <laughs> springtime. Oh, in Canada. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love winter as you know, I'm a skier and, um, yes. I'm always like at this time of year, I'm always like, oh, I'm not ready. I want more ski days. I'm not ready. I'm like my claws kind of gripped into winter, but the past few days have been so sunny and beautiful. And so now I'm excited about biking and hiking and camping and all of that stuff. So I'm just kind of, yeah, just really embracing the change of season and, um, everything that kind of comes with that. Awesome. Well, I love it. I love it. And just watch out for the bears. I think there's bears yeah. in Canada. So watch out for bears. <laughs> it's so funny. Like there's a, uh, this, I think it's a TikTok, but it's like what people think Canadians are afraid of. And it shows like bears and it's like what Canadians are really afraid of. And then it shows people getting attacked by Canadian geese because oh. it's so true. Like I, the bears are like, so not a worry, but like really? the, geese, the geese, geese are aggressive. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to Canada to go look for the geese next time. Yeah. Watch out for the geese. They're they're a little bit crazy, but um, I mean, some bears are crazy. If the the grizzlies are crazy, but our black bears, like they're just like nuisance bears. You just yell at them and they go away. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) good, good, good good advice. Yeah. (laughs) All righty. That's funny. Okay. Before I let you go, I want you to tell our listener, where can they find you? Yeah. So the best place to connect with me is on Instagram. My handle is at Kendra Perry Inc. That's at Kendra Perry INC. Uh, I also have a podcast. It's called the wealthy coach podcast, where we talk about mindset strategy tech. Um, sometimes we get weird woo woo, all of that kind of stuff on the podcast to help you build your business. And my website is kendraperry.net. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for being on the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast, Kendra. It was a pleasure.
Thank you so much.